Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are, and shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Yes, hello, Lag Sameach. Lag Sameach to you, Malka, and uh, last show you uh, were almost on. You were almost on the show. I have almost been on the show. That's right, but you... But here I am, I'm back on the show. That's right, fully not asleep. I'm totally speaking right now. That's right, completely awake. And that is wonderful, and we and we do welcome you back. Even though I did not sleep so much last night, again. Yes, yes, that's the bane of. But that's okay. And we had uh, uh, the kids and I. You were in Jerusalem yesterday, and you did all these different talkings, which was a, which was really cool, but also a certain sacrifice on your part because you you love Lag Boomer very much generally. Yeah. So the kids and I. So far, the highlight of my Lag Boomer by far was the Madura, the the um, little bonfire. That we made outside. We have this like little treesy area outside of our house. And uh, you actually have done a really good job of teaching the kids all about fire. Right. And so I basically told the boys, 10 and 6, that they are in charge of making the fire. Preparing. Preparing, getting the wood, preparing the thing. And they totally did that, especially our 10-year-old, to be honest. And he made like a beautiful, he dug out like a fire pit in the ground and, and the, the ground is pretty hard. So that was, that was a feat. But he's got and he tools. Put like, he's and got he has tools. tools. Yeah. And it wasn't so, so deep, but it was very, very good. Right. Anyway. So, uh, and he put rocks around and he like cleared out the little area and he and his brother went and got sticks. Mm-hmm. And so the fire also like, you know, in different places, sometimes you end up burning different stuff, just like whatever you have to burn. Um, in terms of wood, like wood pallets or cardboard, people do that. Yeah. But when you burn like nice wood, like nice natural wood, then you have at least what I saw yesterday, like a lot less smoke right. and like smells. Well, there's no, know? in a good pallet that's not chemically treated, you can also have a right. great Right, so I don't know if they, you always get that lucky. But right. anyway, yesterday we, we burned nice wood and I and I brought my phone out and we put um I typed in Lagba Omer songs into YouTube. Sure. And we brought the um Bluetooth speaker. Right. And we like brought hot dogs and marshmallows and potatoes and we had ourselves a a good old time. A it was very, very sweet. It was beautiful, beautiful video also very beautiful video. I really liked it and um and I appreciate that. Lagbomer, very special holiday. It's the holiday of the victory over the Romans. Let's just call it that. It's really the long-range victory over the Romans. That's what it is. It's the holiday that celebrates the Torah, uh, the mystical Torah of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, but it also represents the uh, long arc of history where the Jewish people were exiled by the Romans. Rabbi Shimon famously has to hide from the Romans in a cave, writes down the mystical Torah, and then later on, like we get exiled by the Romans, and it's like we're back here we are and it's and in many ways it's not very different than the celebration of Yom Ha'atzma'ut Israel Independence Day I always think of them as as one kind of holiday Independence Day Jerusalem Day and Lag Omer. it's like one triad of of uh, of holidays that celebrates the the victory of the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and the study of the mystical Torah and our way our our, our thing our cosa nostra you know our our way to, that we do things uh, and the victory over that. So that's why we light these bonfires and and we remember the miracles of, of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and the fact that like a rainbow never showed up in his lifetime. That's why we shoot bows and arrows, other things like that. So definitely uh, a great uh, a great victory and, and uh, congratulations. I'm sorry that I was out yesterday. I gave two talks. I gave a talk to a, a Christian group called Bridges for Peace. We talked about the three pillars of, of the land of Israel. They recorded it because it came out really good. I hope to play it on the show one that's day. Nice. And uh, then I gave a, a talk to Ukrainian Russian girls, 17 years old around, who had basically majority of them come in the last seven months to Eretz Israel, mm-hmm. including uh, since the war started. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Speaking of bonfires, Malka, I want to also, uh, like th- you said bonfires and I said tools and then I remembered can-do people. I wanted to thank the folks at Hyovel, which are also... Uh, a Bible-loving folks who came, who come to the land of Israel to pick the uh, uh, grapes, uh, the great and harvest the grapes, and they have these fabulous groups of Bible-loving folks from around the world come into the land of Israel, uh, especially from the United States, but also from other parts of the world. They came to Hebron, 
and helped clean and beautify the the spring of Abraham in a most moving thing. In Hebron. In Hebron. Across uh, from the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs with a view of it. This ancient water source. This really like we're talking about. We're really, really talking about something that is one way or another is is uh, is over 4,000 years old well. There's even, did you know that there's even remnants of Roman rebuilding inside the spring? Wow. Because there was such an important spring that even in the Roman times, they like right, they re- resurfaced it. it. Can right. you believe that? That's really cool. So they were so there. It's nice that you had a big group over. They, not only that, but I, I was facing one of those ironies. Uh, I have these ironies of Israel. I want to write an article about the, th- the three ironies that I dealt with recently. Uh, one, one of those ironies, I'll just speak out. While, while I was with this group of non-Jewish, Bible-believing folks, cleaning with power tools the Hayovel folks and especially the Waller family and, and their friends they, and, and the in-laws, whatever, they, they were all there. And here we are cleaning and beautifying and, 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 and they're using these power tools that are like these American-style power tools and they're like leaning over like a precipice in order to, get, to whack a weed. In the meantime, they're doing great job and we're making the place look 10 times better than it was. All overgrown and 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 what's it called? Uh, like uh, like abandoned, abandoned, like that kind. Of, but it's not abandoned, but just just uh, not cared for, not cared right. for actively. Meantime, as we're doing this, and and my kids are there, our kids are there. There's a group of Jews, post high school, pre military academy folks, and they're on the political left, and they're watching us while listening to a guy from Breaking the Silence, giving a chat about uh about you know why jews are occupying and apartheid and all the poison that they teach so here i am with this non-jewish group and we're cleaning it up and we're trying to honor abraham and 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 hold on to the land so the philistines don't don't uh, uh, uh fill up the wells stuff up the wells and here's a jewish group right looking at us and just standing there while we're working and sweating right. and they're getting the poison spiel yeah you know? that's unfortunate yeah, so that's one of the ironies that uh, that I've been uh, facing lately. And there's other ironies like that, like these these moments where you're like, there's these moments that 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 kind of like, you're just you're just uh, you're just you're just struck with the uh, conflict, right? And and the and the kind of like nonsense that that's happening right now uh, in in issues in, in what I've said before in the show, which is Zionism. In a post-Zionist state, you know what I mean, uh, dealing with Zionism in a post-Zionist state, right? And or you know, and and so and so, there's these moments. Well, the battle is still on, you know, on the post-Zionism. For example, this it, this it, week, it's on. The, the battle is on. The battle is on. Right. Oh, well, I'm just saying, when you call it a post-Zionist state, I don't like the idea of just like giving it that title. Do you let's know what I'm let's saying? say let's say let's say Zionism in a milieu of uh, a post-Zionist onslaught. Right. Okay. I think that is definitely true. Okay. I think that is definitely true. You had a few more. Su- well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You I, had a few more successes. Well, 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 because well, I had one more thing I had to say. About, oh, yes. sorry. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. because the Wallers were there. I need to rem- remember another thing before we forget it. Yeah. And that was that that yesterday, I also saw the Wallers, where at Ari and Shayna's, uh, Brit Mila, Ari Abramowitz and Shayna Cantor Abramowitz. Uh, had with, a baby boy, Mazaltov. That's right, and had a baby boy. His name is Shilo Netzach. Uh, it was a fabulous ceremony with beautiful singing and beautiful spirituality. I called Ari um, at night uh, uh, last night. I had to. I had to go a little bit early, uh, so I didn't get a chance to, to to give him a hug at the end and stuff like that. But I told him that the greatest thing I could say to him about that event was that everybody came out feeling blessed. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. So it wasn't just like we celebrated with you. Like everybody came out. With right. We all got a parting gift. Of yeah. Of a blessing. Spirituality. Yeah. So beautiful. Yes. And so big, big mazal tov to the Abramowitzes uh, on the Ara Goat Farm and the founder of the Land of Israel Network, the co-founder of the Land of Israel Network, along with Jeremy Gimpel. And there was a lot of our friends there, Malka. That's right. It was fun. It was, uh, it was like a lot of schmoozing. Yeah. It was a lot of schmoozing. There were many quiches. There was quiches. Of course, there was the traditional, you know, the way we do it is we have the ceremony. The snip, right? And then there is uh, the, you know, uh, the eating. Uh, and everybody looked great and the, the farm looked great. And it was just... 
It was beautiful. It was very, very sweet, gorgeous uh, weather, yeah. and a beautiful location, a happy occasion. Nice Jews, post-corona, no masks. Nice non-Jews as well. Yes, That's nice right. non Just all kinds of really nice people who came together in a spirit of celebration and Thanksgiving. And it was very, very nice. I just wanted to say that you also uh, had, uh, you, going back to the issue of post-Zionism and the onslaught, um, you had a cool photo that you took this week that went on Facebook um, that you shared with a very, very powerful Israeli influencer. I don't know if you guys know, but if you're on Facebook, I really recommend because especially I know that Google in particular will give you like automatic translations. And so it's extra worth it to go to Facebook and follow a person called The Shadow Hatzel. Hatzel. Yes. Okay? Go follow The Shadow. I like I'm not such a face Facebooker. I'm much, much, much more of a tweeter on Twitter. But I went because he went and put up a Twitter picture. Twitter or tweeterer? I'm a tweeter on Twitter. You're a tweeter or a twitterer? I would say a tweeter. A tweeter. That's, probably that's probably how simpler, I call yeah, it. It's probably simpler. Twitterer? That's what I would have thought. Twitterer, but do I think. Do you Facebook or do you post on Facebook? I would I, say I'm a poster on Facebook, I post not on a Facebook. Facebooker. Facebooker, but, but I don't know. Yeah, but 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 posting in Twitter has an uh, an adjective name, a, ver- a verb name, to tweet. You don't to Facebook. To you, do you tweet? I tweeted. Right. That's so. A verb. Are you are therefore a Twitter? I'm a tweeter. Tweeter. Like I, I'm a runner. I'm a eater. I'm good. a book right. reader. I think you're right. I think you're right. As usual. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, the cell put up a uh, a really interesting photo that you took. You had like a big shooting practice this week. Was that this week? What a week. Oh my gosh. Was that this week? Or was the last week? Mm. You had a, anyway, it's it all blends together. I feel like In it was the last, last, last Thursday. Multiple days you had a shooting uh, a big shooting day with the Hebron um, first response first team. response team and that's like a the word militia is a loaded term. I don't like to use that word. I but wish it's like we a, were a militia. Malka. It's like a it's like a local state approved um, security group that is meant to provide first response and and like uh, extra knowledge to like the larger army and police apparatus. Let me tighten that just a tad. Yeah. the The first response team is meant to deal with terrorists in your town as a, the first response. Right. And then the army will come and deal with right, the rest and, of it. But right. first and foremost, you're on the spot. You're going to do it. Right. You're the it. one who can be there in 30 seconds. The army cannot be there. In 30 seconds. Truth is, Malka, it was an awesome experience because I didn't get a chance to talk to you much about it. But the it was shooting day. The shooting day because yeah. we had um, three folks from the Shayetet, from Whoa. the Israeli uh, Flotilla 13. They're like the super ultra mega top they're, soldiers. They're, they're, there's basically like there's a there's there's a few units that are considered the best 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 units in the Israeli army, the best special ops units. And we're talking about units when we say special ops we also mean that their training is so deep and the people that they pick are are really the 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 best both physical and and mental capable folks. So when they come out, they're like the, they're exactly like the American Navy SEALs in that sense and they come out they're highly trained. And they're like doctors of shooting, doctors of that kind of stuff. So we have three of these guys with us, uh, including one guy who's also a rabbi at the yeshiva. Wow. This guy's like got like six kids. He's like a rabbi. He teaches dafyomi. And he's like a killer. And he is a trained. He can kill you with his pinky. Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, or 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 maybe not with his pinky. Maybe he could kill you with his Beretta or something. But he'll you know jump out of an airplane. You know uh, and, and par- parachute. Underwater. Yeah, parachute into into the, you know the Nile Delta or something. And you know and and, and you know speaks ten languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know blends in in Germany and in Iran. That's which right. Seems impossible. That's right. He'll shoot a dart at you. You'll be like, oh, mosquito. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's anyway so these guys were training us and uh and i actually learned some some new stuff that i you know it's always rushed but we still did a they still they they always compliment the kitat konenut the first response team of chevron to be one of the more intense and 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 focused and well they really are pretty working. experienced also the kitat konenut they're experienced there's there's not a few guys there that have a kill mm-hmm. um including the head of our uh Unit, which is the the rough shots, the uh, 
Yoni Bleichbard and who I work with every day. And um, anyway. Uh, so talk about your picture. Right. So, so we're there and we're having a great time. We're doing our thing. When I say great time, we're working hard. We're learning stuff. And we're, we're you know, really, really. You good know, energy flowing. Good energy. And there's, there's practice. Oh, and we were shooting each other with this new kind of like fake bullet. So we used our regular M16s. Oh, wow. Oh, and you can shoot with it? And you shoot with it. Yeah. I got shot a few times. Get out of here. Yes. Yes, it's crazy. It's Is it like a paint bullet? It's like a paint bullet. But, but it shoots out of an actual gun? Yes, yes. It's like a whole developed thing of a bob. Yeah. It's like an air bubble or something? It, it, it's like... like, it's it, like how badly did it hurt? No, it, it barely hurt, but you felt it. Wow. But you but you saw it. And you, wow, uh, and you got... So that's a big deal, actually, to be able to practice like pulling your trigger. Pulling your trigger and also understanding what it means to get not shot. get shot, and and uh, what what it means, yeah, what right, I mean, to get hit, right. yeah, that that's unbelievable, really. It's it's a totally it takes you to a different level, level yet, yeah. and you're like, uh, and like for example, the guy in front of me was shooting, he moved to the left, and he was shooting against the bad guy, and but he moved a little to the left, bang, I got a shot. Oh, uh, friendly stomach. fire? No, 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 no. He was shooting at the bad guy. I was right behind him. I was like trailing a guy who yeah. was, and he was firing at the bad guy. The bad oh, guy. Oh, the bad guy shot you. The, he, the the guy in front of me, moved slightly to the left. Suddenly, uh, boom! I get hit in the stomach. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in so, Fauda, you'd be like the sidekick that goes down. Yep. That that, that's what happened. At the end that the is what happened. That is what happened. Anyway, so but anyway, let's get back to the thing. So your picture. Anyway, we're at the range, and I and um and we're doing uh, we're doing our thing, but then I see a soldier. Who's practicing shooting with his uh, gu- uh, what's that thing called the Tavor gun? Is that a handgun? No, it's a it's a rifle. Mm-hmm. It's an Israeli rifle, and and he's in position. And I see on his what do you call this part? Tricep. On his tricep area, I see a tattoo. Meaning to say, his elbow is like is like pointed towards me. He's holding on his right elbow. You can see the back of his arm. I can see the back of his arm, and on the back of his arm is a tattoo. And it says, Da lifnei mi ataomed. Know before whom you are standing. Not only is there a tattoo there, but it is in the Koren Sidur font. If I just spoke like Latin for you, there is a, uh, there's a, 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 a Torah book publication called Koren. They're a publisher. Publisher, thank you. That's what I meant, publisher, not publication. And they have a special font for their sidurim, for their prayer font. books, a Hebrew font, and it's got, and it says Dalif no, before you were standing, and he's got that tattooed on his arm, on the on his forearm, and he's got the gun, and 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 on the right side, you see in the picture that there's like a Palestinian flag that he's like shooting at or towards, and I I snapped his photo, you know what I mean? And in fact, I actually asked him, I'm like, can you just, I just want to take this shot again. Anyway, I talked this. I took the shot. It's I, part of it is ironic, right? Because because tattoos are forbidden in uh, in the in Torah. Judaism, right? The Torah, Torah, it's written right there in the plain text that you're not allowed to get a tattoo, right? So this guy, he got a tattoo, which is not allowed according to Torah, which is ostensibly a rebellion against Torah. And yet, what did he choose to tattoo himself? Like a recognition that there is a God and that you need to know that there is a God always, right? <laughs> and so it's like it's like super ironic. And so we uh, the tse- and so anyway, you s- thought it was cool and you sent it to the cell. Now the cell, he himself is is covered like 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 horn to hoof <laughs> in tattoos. <laughs> and if you would meet him on the street, you would cross it. Okay, you would cross the street. Uh, but he is this like super Zionist, Jewish, like conservative, if you will, icon in in Israel. And his whole deal is about like supporting Jewish nationalism and Jewish tradition even. Like he's not he's not like a black, you know, black pants, white shirt, uh Haredi type of traditional Jew. But he like Jewish identity. Yeah. He's like very into Jewish pride, Jewish identity, Jewish strength, Jewish safety. And so you sent this um this picture into him and he put it up on his Facebook and, and, and it got like 6000 likes. And he doesn't want the Philistines to take over our land. Right. Okay? Uh, the Philistines of our time. He doesn't want that. Uh and he's in he's fighting that. And yes, yeah, so he put up that picture. But not everybody got it. Not everybody got it. To me, the picture was like, I've got to say to you, when I snapped it, I was like, this is iconic. This is an iconic photograph. Like this, this photograph. 
But it, but it turns out, and I still think so, but it turns out it was too confusing for people a little bit. Like you, it's like, it's like, you know, fa- you know, it's like, it's like talking about God, but like, but like going against God's law. But the truth of the matter is, and I right. think some I, people were, couldn't get past the tattoo part. Yeah. They, and I think they missed the, the point that, that in many ways, like this was, and, and, and uh, my friend, Rabbi, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, he got it immediately. He said to me, this is an amazing photograph. So he said, this is the photograph of the year. Because it's it, it kind of like said everything. It said Israel. It was very Israel, like like. But like the good, the like the. Yeah, the kind of. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. nationalism which is maybe and not, a Jewishness, a Jewishness. It's not full. It's not. It's informed by the Bible and by the law, but it also is you know not. It's, it's a bi- It's it's a belief which comes from the heart and which comes from like a passion and like a and like a primordial connection to Hashem without being like a letter of the law, um, which and we uh, of course we aspire as uh, Jewish people to to uh, follow the letter of the law and God's law is important and it's a real thing, and what He wants is what He should get and we should do our best to give it to Him, um, but. Nonetheless, there's something very heartwarming, I guess, um, about a person who would thwart God's law by trying to express his his like desire to etch in his very body the love of Hashem. The the tattoo was so perfect it, you could easily believe that I photoshopped it on, you know. And, and yet, and yet, there was somebody. That's right. This like young soldier who's like, "This is the tattoo I want. I want everybody to know, know before you who you are standing," which is an obvious reference to the God of Israel. Well, there's a lot of people who are trying hard to uh, push Hashem's uh, agenda forward and trying to connect to Hashem in their very di- various ways. Uh, you know, obviously, the discussion of is anti-Zionism, anti-Semitism, um, an, an important an ongoing important conversation because really today people are trying to express um, their faith also in their commitment to pushing forward the project of the state of Israel, which is um, the Commonwealth that Hashem promised us here in the land of Israel. And so really it is a faith, a very faith related thing. And you have a lot of people fighting in that vein for Hashem. Um, Last year there was a Jerusalem day parade in Jerusalem I think it was last year and Hamas started to fire rockets at Jerusalem in response to the, the uh, intense controversy of it. And that led to the guardian of the walls operation operation. So then there was a question whether they're going to approve the, the, the Jerusalem day parade around Damascus gate again this year. Now they didn't allow at Damascus gate last year and it was like kind of a loss um, but there was such a concern for Arab terrorism that the state apparatus couldn't handle that. And so it said no. This year it's saying yes. This year it's allowing uh, the march around the Damascus Gate, which is definitely going to be interesting, given that there is <sighs> such a hot tension going on at Damascus Gate and all over the old city of Jerusalem right now. You're just like It's just like never-ending videos of like craziness that happen. Um, at Damascus Gate and and Israel's border police is always like trying to walk this line between allowing like Arab freedom and flexibility in that area and also like not letting people just get like stabbed in the throat every day. By the way, the problem has now uh, also entered a new arena, which we were foreseeing would happen, but it's now happening. And that is the hospitals. Oh, okay. There's been two riots in the last few days at hospitals of Arabs getting Right, like hyper like, flipped out over uh, yeah one person i don't know what the last one was but the first one somebody passed away they'd had a drug overdose or something and they passed away at the hospital and the family like the entire family shows up like all the brothers all the aunts and uncles all the cousins like they all show up at the hospital and start like harassing the staff of the hospital staff a hospital staff was injured and, then and they the st- like break stuff throw stuff and create like a horrific situation right. for for medical people who are just trying to, you know, I can't speak to the to the, you know, how good the the medical care was that these people received, but like that's crazy, and I I understand that medical staff are considering um, like a nationwide strike on Thursday, right, um, as a result of the just horrific situation. That's right. That, uh, that's going on suddenly. That that now. 
medical people are being intimidated at hospitals by angry Arabs. And there was another one, and you and you could see it on my Twitter feed. And there's like and there's like and there's like pepper spray. Everybody's like ah. Yeah, everyone likes but like, coughing. But like the the hospitals are now being uh, there. That's the next. And so the next what do you call which it? Which is front. crazy. Like imagine for a second having you're already in the hospital. That's already not the place you want to be. Imagine right. having to go to the hospital. Right. And then like being afraid at the hospital. That's not. Right. No one wants to be afraid at the hospital. But the good news is, if you get hurt, you're at the hospital. Yeah, at the hospital. No. Well, but, I just want to say. I just want to say, so anyway, the Jerusalem Day Parade in Jerusalem is going to go forth. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Israel Day Parade in America is about to go forth. That's right. On Sunday, 11 a.m., if you're in NYC or its environs, I really want to encourage you to go to the Israel Day Parade. It is a beautiful annual event. Right. Um, they are expecting 40,000 marchers. marchers. Right. Just the people walking in the thing, because there's a lot of students and stuff, schools go. Yeah. Um, and different groups. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're going to be like 250 groups, 40,000 marchers, all kinds of pedestrians. I'm sure there's going to be like delicious kosher yum-yums on the side. So you should definitely go for that. Is Hebron marching in the parade this year? Yes, we are. Hebron has such a cool float. Is it the same float uh, again? Like it's the same float every year, right? Yeah, it's a we we. It's a giant Maharata Machpelah. Yeah, it's, it's so a, cool, and you should. Did they place us better this year? They always place us in the back. I hate that. You know what? I'll tell you. Uh, because I committed to being the next weekend, uh, not not this Sunday, not Israel Day Parade Sunday, but the next one in New York. So I'm not going to be there. So I don't know. So right. I haven't been so involved. Uh, um, I hope they'll save us a T-shirt. I was supposed to go to speak at a Limud conference this weekend, in in in, in Persephone, yeah, and then and then march in the parade. But I can't do that because uh, the 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 big thing that I've been waiting for is happening this weekend. We can't talk about it yet. I I can talk about what's right, happening. Yeah? yeah, in general, I can talk about what's happening. I just can't talk about locations, mm. and that is uh, that uh, David Friedman uh, is former bringing, ambassador to Israel from the United right. States. Uh, has brought uh, is bringing uh, Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Secretary of State of the United States, to film for TBN um, a, a a program about the Israel Biblical Highway. So you know from from on the highway Route 60, which is you know an idea that I came up with and I shared it with him, and 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 and, and he ran with it, and he ran with it, and and so it's 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 a happening. Very exciting. It is very exciting. And that, and the project is, uh, we're really trying to push it forward. There's all kinds of obstacles that want to get in our way. Sure. But we're really trying to push it forward. And you've had some very interesting meetings we don't have to talk about. That's right. But you've had some very interesting meetings with all kinds of movers, shakers from all o- across uh, Israel and up and down the biblical highway. Yeah. And so we're really hoping that sometime soon... When you come to Israel and come for a visit, or whether you're here living in Israel and you're just deciding to do something fun with the family, that soon you're going to be able to go dr- cruise, go cruising on the Israel Biblical Highway and get to really experience and walk in the path of our biblical foreparents. Wowzy, wowzers. Also, Maka, also uh, 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 Uri Karzan, the director general of the Jewish community of Hebron, had a dream, amongst many dreams, was to put up a screen next to the Marat Machpelah, next to the Tomb of Patriarchs and Matriarchs. And it's a screen that faces up and down. It, what do you call it? It's like it's like cell phone. Perpendic- uh, vertical. Vertical, you know, not cell horizontal. Phone, yeah, cell phone. That was actually a good call. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, like it's cell like, phone positioning. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I was tasked with creating an awesome movie for it. Like and, a short history of uh, well, that's what we decided Marco. on, right. and uh, and and I and I and I contracted Shlomo Blass from Rugadka, one of the great Israeli English Hebrew crossover producers of uh, content, especially animated content. And it went live. The Hebrew version went live on that screen. And what are people saying? Anyone say anything? I haven't heard much feedback except for the the Ethiopian soldier uh, that was there. She's told me it was awesome. Wow! So I am pretty 
pretty psyched about that. So there's been a few things. And yeah. so the movie came out and it's a beautiful movie. It's just three minutes of just these like, you know, it's a combination of both historical, academic, but also mystical and spiritual feelings. And entertaining. And entertaining and with music. And, and you see just all these images. You're like, wow. You're like, it's wow. It's so nice. And, you know, we tell you these things not not to brag per se. <laughs> But because it is not easy out there and we yeah. want to share the successes with you yeah. so that you will know that there are successes mm-hmm. and that we're not always just like like sinking in the quagmire of the lechiness of how things can get. And that things that while it sometimes seems like things are not moving forward, then there are other things that are yes moving forward. Absolutely correct, Malka. Uh, and moreover, people get their news surprisingly from the news okay <laughs> people receive their news right. from the news outlets right and, so, and all those news outlets want you to like be like oh my gosh oh oh no oh. you know what i mean and they yeah and and uh they just uh, you know like i'm i used to work in the news media and i'm so thankful that i like that i don't because you know i still produce content but like working in news, it's like it's like it, it's a what do they call it? The you know it's constant outrage, it's constant disappointment, it's constant negativity. But there's so many beautiful things happening in our land, right? Uh, and so uh, here at the Ishai Fleischer Israel podcast with you, Malka Fleischer, um, we are uh, extremely committed towards spreading the light. And there is indeed light. When I may I say, there's just one more light thing. And I think here I'm going to talk about one more light thing. And from here we can also learn a little lesson. I've been working for months, months, many months, and a dream of maybe a year to uh, put in a new, our own Kodesh at the tomb, a new, a new Ark of the Covenant at the, uh, Torah, 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 Torah Ark. Ark, yeah, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, I don't know if you've been I don't want your face to melt the off. Ark of yeah. the Covenant, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so for the tomb of, of Ruth and Nishai, and, and, by gosh, it came in yesterday. It came in actually the day before yesterday, and yesterday we also put the lock on it. And it's beautiful. I commissioned an artist and an artisan, the same, but a man who's an artisan, but he's also an artist. His name is Gadi from Susia to make this Aran Kodesh. We, we planned it out. I mean, it was his vision mostly. My vision was to make the Aran Kodesh. I also have supporters from around the world. Who who wanted a beautiful Aron Kodesh and it just it just flipping happened, and the reason I'm like because like it's there's nothing more amazing in this world than a dream coming to fruition. That is, I'm telling you, that is the greatest. I think. Did you ever read that book, The Fountain Pen, Fountainhead? Fountainhead, sure. It's like that. All right, it's been so long, I can't remember. My point is, is that you you draw it on paper. In your, or in your mind, and it becomes a reality, that is one of the greatest feelings. That is just one of the greatest feelings in this earth. It's, it's just like, I had a vi- like, God granted me a vision, and that it's in, the re- it's in life. It's in the real world. Not only that, the day we put it in, that evening I get a phone call being like, listen, a group is coming. They want to bring a Safer Torah now, a new Safer Torah. Do you have a spot for it? Like I have a brand new Aaron Kodesh that, that fits it. Boom. A new Sefer Torah entered. What does that teach us? It teaches us that when you create the vessel, the spirituality pours in. You just have to create the vessel. Then amazing things happen. Create the vessel. I always tell young activists, I'm like, make a bank account. Before you even do great things, make a bank account. You know, get the vessel going. Get the vessel going. The, the cup will collect. You know, but make the cup, make make the keli, as we say. That's what Mordechai Fishman's father, Alav Shalom, used to say. Make the keli. You got to make the keli. That's what he used to say. Make the keli, and that's and that's just what happened. And that's uh, that's just awesome. Beautiful Aron Kodesh. Now two Sifrei Torah are sitting in it. Unbelievable. And this Shabbat, Bezrat Hashem, people will be praying. Kmoshet Tzarich, Malka. One of the things I need you to order today for my U.S. trip yeah. is a new, a, a beautiful American combination numbers lock. What does that mean? Like like a good still. American numbers lock, and I'll tell you which one to get. Right, fine. Okay, very good. Why for the Aaron code? For the Aaron code. That's what you're going to use. Yeah, we want a number lock because we don't want to use deal with keys. One, two, three. No, four. One, two, three, four. Oh, you want four, eh? One, two, wow. three, four. That's that. Wait a minute. That's the combination of my luggage. 
Okay, remind me to change that. Anyway, uh, so, okay. All right, Maka Fleischer, uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, we, we talked a little bit, a lot about light, but there was also one piece of light which was uh, snuffed out and it will become even a bigger light, and that is uh, a fallen Israeli hero. His name is Noam Raz, uh, who fell uh, in a... Uh, he was a special forces, a high-level commander in the police, in the police special forces or highest unit called the Yamam, and he uh, was killed in action... Uh, and they're sitting shiva right now in their town outside of Shiloh, a town called Kekida. Uh, and maybe you and I maybe will get a chance to uh, go to the shiva house today. Uh, a fallen hero of Israel, really, a, a fighter for Israel has fallen. A real, like a real Samson. Uh, they are building a synagogue right now. He was, he was one of the founders of that town and a founder of this synagogue. It's in the middle of being built while he fell. They're going to dedicate the synagogue in his name. Wow. Uh, I hope to see that today. Uh, so, uh, so you know, it, it, the, the battle is staunch out there. Yeah. Uh, and so all of you who are listening are deputized to be part of that battle. To make that battle happen, though, we also need, Malka, good food in our stomach, right? So we want to thank uh, our good uh, supporters and friends uh, of the show, especially uh, Prohibition Pickle. Our man, Chaim, is making delicious and beautiful uh, 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 life-giving, nurturing, and and spiritually, uh, it's it's actually spiritually enhanced with spiritual. Um, what do you call it? Supplements. It's a spiritual supplement, uh, yet yet hearty enough to be called food. It's it's also it's also strong enough for a man, but pH balanced yeah. for a woman. Uh, and it is uh, prohibitionpickle.co.il. Great Shabbos treats, Maka. If uh, if you can go before Shabbat and pick up some. Some stuff for this Shabbat. Okay, okay, we'll see. I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty tight this week. Make an order, Maka. Make an order. <laughs> Chaim will pop by, uh, and so so Chaim uh, is out there delivering. And if you want to deliver to soldiers, friends, the that cousin that you lost touch with in Israel, uh, or send something to to Arya Bramowitz for uh, and, and Shana uh, for their Brit Milah. And you can also uh, donate uh, just like a kiddish platter. Let's say you're having a simcha somewhere out there in the world and you want to share your simcha here in the land of Israel, you could send a kiddush platter to a local synagogue, to a local farm, to a local, yes. some kind of local place and he'll deliver it and you That's can right. uh, share your simcha that way. That is, that is so smart what you're saying. If you're having a simcha at home, wherever you are, Send also a platter somewhere here in the land of Israel with, with your like dedication to your son's bar mitzvah, your daughter's bat mitzvah. Yeah, and just send it to a farm. There's always Marat Machpelah. There's, right. there's, there's always happening there every, every week. Shabbat. Just, set, just send the platter. There's farms. There's soldiers. There's Chabad houses. <laughs> just just send a platter and just be like, this is de- dedicated you know, to uh, you know, the, the bat mitzvah, this and that, for the brave soldiers of Israel, you know, or the brave broadcasters of Israel. Yes, you indeed. Know? So there you go. Uh, amazing stuff. I also want to thank very much the Jewish community of Hebron. Maka, right now we're in the process of building an amazing uh, new um, guest house. No, we're rebuilding. Renovating. Renovating. And re- Not building. Re- re- rebuilding. But it's really gutting it out. And All the way? Pretty much. Whoa. It's pretty, except, for the, except for the skeleton and the floors. I mean, oh say the so flooring. that is a gutting. That's a gutting. It's a full gutting. It's a full gutting. Ele- electric, water, Whoa. kitchen. The whole thing is gutted out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the, yeah. the kitchen needs a gutting. The kitchen was, we knew that. But we, what we didn't know is that the electric is all shot and we're redoing everything wow. and bringing it up to, to what's called code. How long will that take? Uh, we, we hope by the end of the summer to have it up and running. Well, that's not yeah. even bad. Yeah. So because we have, we have the, the structure mm-hmm. is in place. That's a big part of it. Any case, that's hebronfund.org. I'll be out there uh, in the United States uh, next week. Uh, a little bit, in, I'll be a little bit in LA, a little bit in San Francisco, a little bit in New York, uh, raising funds for this and also uh, for 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 Jerusalem. I'm doing an event for uh, Jerusalem Day, so uh, just I'll be I'll be in and out, uh, but um, and I'll be missing Yom Yerushalayim here. Brr, that's part of it. That's part of the deal. Uh, a little, I missed a little bit of Log Bomer. Now I'm missing a little bit of Yom Shulam. Ouch. Okay, but we do it all for the cause. Uh, so HebronFund.org is uh, is our partner uh, in Hebron, protecting the tomb of the forefathers and mothers and giving you access to it and doing great things. Uh, Maka Fleischer, there's more. You know, there's so much more yeah, that you and I can talk about. about. There's there's so much more, but we got to get to it. You got to get to the parade. Take the yes, kids the to talucha. the the talucha, the the Chabad parade here in Kishetzion, um 
uh, for Lag Bomer. We got to celebrate Lag Bomer. Lag Bomer is also a bit of a day now uh, of um, last year. Forty-five people trampled to death. Yeah, I, I don't understand why we don't have like a moment of silence today. Really, I'm serious. Like there should be, an, I would, and especially I think we should. given that the Omer is about like, yeah, like there's, there's like a lot of rules that a lot of people follow about not listening to music and right. things because the students of Rabbi Akiva died, and and those rabbis, some rabbis say secretly it's because they were part of the rebellion against Rome, but then other people, the more common uh, conventional teaching is that they died because of uh, baseless hate between each other, right. All that is true. And, and then instead of a, it being like a religious moment for the country, instead of that, I have to blame the Haredim a little bit here and say like instead of them well, trying we, to lead a religious moment in the country where they say, wow, we really have to like get back to like some achdut and some love of each other, ahavat chinam, which means loving somebody without a reason. That's what ahavat chinam is. You don't per se have a reason. You just love them anyway. And like instead of that, we're getting like a lot of videos out of Mayron of like the police are throwing this Haredi guy out of this place because he's not following the the simple laws, the regulations that they set up for him. And then all the people around him are yelling Nazi at the at the policeman because he's he's like this. And it's just like we did not get that memo. Let's put it that way. We did not get the like Ahavat Chinam memo. Oh, Am Israel. And while I'm sure that there's, you know, I don't want to disparage the events in Mehron because I'm sure there's like a lot of beauty and there's a lot of holiness and there's a lot of kindness and there's a lot of generosity that that still goes on there. And you can't, um, as you said, Ishai, the news is provided by the news, right? Right. Um, the 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 images that a lot of us get are coming from people who have an interest in being like shocking uh, because that's what sells ads and sells papers and things. Right. Um, I'm sure all so anyway I'm sure that like lots of beauty is happening up in Mehron and this is still a celebration of our, our master and teacher Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai the great um, um, recorder of the mystical Torahs who really infused the Jewish world with like a whole new spirit and a new uh, focus of their of their uh, not a new focus but a more enriched focus of their Jewish uh, experience their Jewish goals um, and so uh, we you know we we still have work to do that's the point and we I'm glad that we shared a lot of successes today and I'm glad that we um, talked about all the good things and of course all the bad things still there um, but we we with God's help have more time and more energy and we are just gonna Start going down the list, ticking those things off, and trying our hardest to uh, achieve all the great things that we all dream of so much. All right, Malka Flesher, absolutely. Uh, we do have uh, light and darkness to, to kind of sort out, uh, but it's getting sorted out. And this Lag Bomer is, uh, you know, we, st- we, we need that Rabbi Shimon light yes. right now, and we need to see the bigger picture. We definitely need to right. see the bigger picture. Um, I would take a mo- I agree with you. I would take a moment to do a moment of silence here for the fallen from last year. It's the it's the year anniversary. I would take a moment. I would I would do extra work today to be nice to uh, a fellow Jew and and to our state and to everything like that. Uh, and at the same time, you know, t- take the day today to celebrate and celebrate the victory of Judy of Judaism over Romanism or Roman. I, I would just say the victory of Jewish mysticism over Roman materialism. That's how I would say. What is what is Lag Bomer? Jewish mysticism beats Roman materialism today, uh, but at the same time, don't forget the secret ingredient of it all, which is the love. You need the love. Maka Fleischer, I love you very much, and thank you so much for joining us on the show today. God bless you. Thank you. And, God uh, bless and you. a Lag Sameach and a Shabbat Shalom to you. Keep up the good work, and may God give you continued strength. And Mazal Tov again to uh, Ari Abramitz and Shana for for a beautiful Brit Milan. May your your child grow up to Torah Chupa Masim Tovim. Amen. And uh, we are continuing the Yishai Fleischer Israel Israel podcast. Uh, A few people wrote me letters. I didn't get a chance to respond to all of them. I'm on it. It's just been a very, very busy week. Um, But anyway, Shabbat Shalom to you, Malka. Up next is Ben Bresky. He's he's doing this segment in my show, which is reading to us historical articles. Wow, fun! Uh, you know, because he by nature he's a kind of like uh, archivist, archivist, and he finds amazing articles from the past that give us a glimpse into how the world saw wow. things about Israel from the past. So Ben Bresky is coming up with a short article next. Then I'll finish up with a little table Torah uh, from the Torah portion 
Um, and that's it, Malka. So lots of love to you and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Write us an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. We appreciate your emails very much. We'd love to hear from you. Send a picture of yourself, of your of your fire. I saw my good friend Arthur send me a picture of his Oh, I fire. must insert this. Hang on. Of course. Everybody stop. Okay. I must insert this. Let's say you're listening to the show. Yes. You got like three hours of Lagba Omer left. You're like, uh-oh, I didn't do a bonfire. I didn't really do anything. Uh, Did I miss it? You didn't miss it. You did not miss it. Okay, here's some things. Here's my tips. I have a few tips what you could do. Okay. okay. Tip number one. Yes. Light a candle. Nice. Okay. Microfire. That's your own personal microfire. That's what a candle is. A candle is just a small fire. A little fire. Okay. You can still light a candle for the yard site. It's still a yard site. Okay. Okay. A hilula. If can you, you do it a day later, Malka? I mean, you could, right? I, but today's Lagbomer. Yes, you could. Of course you can. Give give people the yes, give of people. Yes, of course you can. You give, could give always a little... light a candle. You could always light a candle. You can always light a candle. Okay. Lagbomer okay. keeps going. Next. Well, okay. Number two. Yes. Eat something with carob in it. Okay carob why rabbi shimon and his son elazar they had to go hide in a cave to get away from the romans who were getting all up in his business about his torah learning and about his political opinions and they were not down with him at all no so he had to go run away i heard they threw him off twitter yeah <laughs> they canceled him anyway canceled him, yeah. so he uh he went to a cave and there was this beautiful carob tree and a little spring of water and that's how they lived for years and years and years and years eating this carob so go eat carob and carob is also very um symbolic because it's a tree that takes many 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 years to um create fruit you plant it and it takes they say 70 years to um to grow fruit i don't know if that's actually true but that's what they say and it's really um, like a metaphor for like planting the seed for a much later time or a much later generation. Like you do your work now and you won't see you like you yourself will not um, reap the rewards. Somebody else will reap the rewards. The generations later will reap the reward. And that is a, a symbol eating some carob. And of course, learning a little bit of Torah, learn a little bit of mystical Torah, That's a little right. bit of of uh Hasidut, a little bit of Kabbalah. Little Zohar. There's tons of great podcasts and Yishai, I'm sure you're gonna uh give some spiritual awesomeness later on in the show. I'm um, actually so always speaking spiritual honest uh, you can't even help it. But but the, the you know you have to decode it. I right. I, I speak in riddles. Yes. Uh, if you would only change my, the letters around right, the gematrius. then you'll see that what I'm really talking wow. about. Yep. It's like playing the record backwards. You gotta play the show backwards. Yes, yes. At night. Yes, that's right. Rabbi Shimon's alive. What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, folks. Malka, thank you so much. And here comes Ben Bresky. Malka, Chag Sameach, Lag Sameach, and Shabbat Shalom. The following is a description of Lagba Omer in Meiron from 1872 by Rabbi Chaim Zvi Schneerson. From his book, Palestine and Romania, A Description of the Holy Land and the Past and Present State of Romania and the Romanian Jews, published in New York in 1872. Rabbi Chaim Schneerson was born in Lubavitch in 1834 and passed away in 1882. He was a prolific writer traveling to the United States, the land of Israel, England, and other countries. Here is how he describes Lagba Omer. A most holy place of this kind is the grave of Rabbi Simon ben Yochai, one of the oldest rabbis of the Talmud. Near the western part of the city, in a village called Meron, in the court of a Jew, is the grave of Rabbi Simon, on which a synagogue has been built. The whole court, with many houses therein, belong to Jews. Every year, on the 18th day of the month, E.R., the anniversary of the death of the rabbi is celebrated in the following way. Thousands and thousands of men and women assemble around the burial ground. It is a day of joy, like a great family festival. They express their happiness by singing songs, dancing and jumping, eating and drinking, all kinds of food being brought there for sale. They shoot with guns, exercise with swords and spears in the manner of the Arabians, and many Arabians also partake of the festival. But it would not be advisable then for any Arabian to begin a quarrel with a Jew, for he would risk his life in doing so.
Notwithstanding the immense crowd, there is no disorder or quarreling. There is nothing but joy, peace, and harmony, as if the temple had been rebuilt and the Jews were once again the masters of the land. In the beginning of the night, the shamus, or sexton, calls hadlakah, that is, light, and then begins the auction of light, and he who pays the most has the first right to it. The lighting is as follows. Near the grave there is a gutter made of marble and filled with olive oil. The persons who are so rich as to pay for it bring the best cloths of silk, adorned with gold and silver, dip them in the oil, and light and burn them in honor of the rabbi. The most valuable cloths are consumed in this way, and they pour out the oil as freely as if it were water, to make the fire still greater. The exultation at this ceremony is indescribable. The same ceremony takes place on the grave of the son of Rabbi Simon, Rabbi Eliezer. Besides this fire, there are innumerable lamps burning, which by their light change the night into day. All the night through they eat and drink, dance and sing, and play timbrels and other instruments. In the morning everyone says his prayers near the grave. Then they bring the scroll of the Pentateuch into the court. This roll, or Sefer Torah, is richly adorned. It has a golden crown and pomegranates of silver, and is enclosed in a case of silver. It is carried around, while before it they carry a flag of green silk embroidered with gold, adorned with a golden apple, and with the figure of a rose. This banner is considered as that of the tribe of Judah, and the people, on seeing both the flag and the holy roll, give vent to their joy in jubilation and shouting. It is as if the law had just been given to them. Their exultation is far greater than can be described. It is impossible to form even an idea of their joyful enthusiasm and their fiery and passionate merriment. After the procession, they bring the roll into its former place with songs and hymns. There is especially one song in praise of Rabbi Simon, which is sung. Then they bring their children with music and song, dressed in the most precious dresses, to the same place. They are first brought to the grave of Rabbi Simon, and then to that of Rabbi Yochanan. Although it is only a ten-minute walk from one grave to the other, the procession being accompanied by song, plays, and fireworks, it takes two hours. When there, the hair of the children is cut, with the exception of the forepart near the ear, according to the Jewish custom. This ceremony is called the chalakah, that is, cutting of the hair. During this time, rose water is sprinkled on the faces, and wine, brandy, and confectionaries are presented to everyone. There is no minute of rest, but continual singing and shouting. Everyone sings or shouts whatever comes into his mind. As the people gathered there from the most distant places, from Persia, from Media, Babylonia, Damascus, etc., one hears different languages and sees the most different dresses. This ceremony is an old tradition. They say that this festival of Rabbi Simon is a source of great joy to the soul of the great rabbi, seeing the happiness of his co-religionists. You thus see that the Jews in Palestine have their anniversaries when they assemble in praise of those who are gone. For the full text of Palestine and Romania by Rabbi Chaim Svi Schneerson, you can look it up on archive.org. All right, folks, we're back here on the Ishai Fleischer Show. Thank you very much, Ben Bresky. One last segment for the show, and that is Table Torah, just a little bit of uh, Torah for your table for this Shabbat. Um, if you're outside of the land of Israel, then you may be reading still the Torah portion from what we consider as last week, which is Bihar, uh, and that has um, a very important verse that we have to go over, and, and I should have mentioned it last week here, but okay, this is a great way for all of us to get on the same page. So the verse, chapter uh, 25, Torah portion of Bihar, book of Leviticus, of course, says the following. It says, uh, chapter 25, verse 38. Hashem elokechem, I am Hashem your God. Asher mitzrayim, I took you out of the land of Egypt. Latet lachem knan, to give you the land of Canaan, liot lachem lelohim, to be unto you a God. So this verse is very special because it's one of the few verses that like links up 
that I took you out of Egypt to be a God unto you, but that happens in the land of Israel specifically. Let's read it again. Ani Hashem Elokechem, Asher Tzetitchem Eretz Mitzrayim, Latet Lechem Et Eretz Knan, Liot Lechem Lelohim. I, I took you out of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan to be unto you a God. Rashi does not miss a beat, and he quotes the famous uh, uh, Gemara from Ketubot, and he says like this. Um, he says, let me read to you in Hebrew. Shekol hadar be'eretz Yisrael, all who live, anyone who lives in the land of Israel, uh, this is referring to Jews, ani lo le'elohim, I am to him a God. Ve'kol ha'yotzemimena, and anybody who leaves it, ha'rehu ke'oved avodah zara. It's as though, as though he's worshiping idolatry. Now, Many of my listeners are outside of the land of Israel. I understand that. Uh, and, and Rashi wrote this outside of the land of Israel, and Rashi was no idolater. But he quoted this line. He quoted this line as a vision to us, which is, and, and let, me, let me explain to you really, really uh, how, to, how to think about this. It doesn't really mean if you're in the land of Israel, you believe in God, and outside the land of Israel, you're an idolater. What it means is it's a totally different level. That's what he's saying. It's a totally different level of relationship. It's a totally different level of relationship to God between a person who's in the land of Israel and a person who's outside the land of Israel. And you can try to whitewash it or say it in a different million different ways and give me this explanation or that. But Rashi quotes it and the verse says it. I took you out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery, to give you, to, to give you the land of Israel so that it could be here unto you a God. And, and Rashi's like, yeah, he takes it even further. It's like, far, it's like further enough in the verse. He takes it even further to say, yeah, it's like a totally different level. One level is I will be a god for that person, and the other level it's like idolatry. Or like let's let's put it this way: there's more, there's a lot more intermediaries. That's what he's basically saying. To get there, you're going to have to really work much harder to get close to God, because because this is where God resides. Go figure. But that's the way it is. Uh, and in the land of Israel, and the challenges of the land of Israel is where you find God. And uh, let me say that all of us. The way to get over this problem is, of course, what I always say, purchase property in the land of Israel and visit the land of Israel and make the land of Israel part of your Judaism or God worship. Make it a part. Make it a part of your connectivity to God. It's through having a love, appreciation, and connection to the land of Israel, and that way he's going to be a God unto you. Now, let me open up, um, I was using my Hebrew Rashi book here. Let me close that up gently. Give it a kiss, okay? And let us open up the Israel Bible, which sponsors this show, the Israel Bible, edited by Rabbi Tully Weiss, put out by Koren, and I'm gonna, and it's, gonna get, it's got great Hebrew and English, uh, and also transliteration, and this is going to be useful here for you. We're going to open up the Torah portion. That's the Torah portion in Israel this week, and that is Leviticus 26. Uh, and weirdly, it starts in the Jewish tradition on chapter 3, no, chapter 26, verse 3, meaning to say that the Bishop of Canterbury, his divisions are not, uh, a lot of times they are in line with the Jewish divisions, in this case, not. And we start with the words, Im If you go in my, in my pathways. Let me, read it. Let me read it directly from the, uh, 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 the Israel Bible, which you could buy at theisraelbible.com and put in coupon code Yishai for 10% off. Let me have a little bit of my tea here. My throat needs it. Okay, I added extra sound so you knew that I was drinking it. In any case... If you follow my laws, and faithfully observe my commandments, and fulfill my commandments, I will grant you rains in their season, so that the earth shall yield its produce and the trees of the, trees of the field their fruit. The Talmud tells us, that how do you really know the land of Israel, that, that, that God loves the Jewish people, that he's, that he's fulfilling his promises, that redemption is near when you see uh, the, the land of Israel flourish. And these are the verses that, that, that speak of that. Um, and this whole section 
this whole section is going to be a, a section of blessings. And it starts with these words, Im b'chukutai telechu. And the first letters of Im b'chukutai telechu spell out the word avot, forefathers. If you walk in the path of the forefathers, that's what the Balaturim says, avot. If you walk in the path of the forefathers, so indeed uh, you will be blessed. If you follow my statutes, if you walk in my way, but if you want to know who did that, that's the forefathers and mothers, Avot. It's right there in the, in the, in the hidden, in the first letters of this promise. So follow the forefathers who are buried in Hebron, and you will be uh, walking the footsteps of, of those who walked in the path of God, and you'll know what to do. That's what the book of Genesis is all about, the, those who walked in the path of God. And this section finishes off with a very famous word, um, I even have an email address associated with this word because I love it so much. And that is, let's find it. Let's find it. Uh, oh, I skipped it. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, it is, um, well, maybe I'll just go read the English here altogether for you. Your threshing shall overtake your vintage and your vintage shall overtake the sowing. You shall eat your fill of bread and dwell securely in your land. I will grant you peace in the land, and it shall lie down untroubled, and you shall lie down untroubled by anyone. I will give the land respite from vicious beasts, and no sword shall cross your land. You shall give chase to your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall give chase to ten thousand. Your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. I will look with favor upon you, and I will make you fertile and multiply you, and I will maintain my covenant with you. You shall eat old grain long stored, and you shall have a clear out, uh, and you shall clear out, you shall have to clear out the old to make room for the new. I will establish my abode in your midst. I will not spurn you. I will be ever present in your midst. I will be your God, and you shall be my people. I am Hashem, I Hashem am your God, who brought you out from the land of the Egyptians to be their slaves no more who broke the bar, I broke the bars of your yoke and made you walk erect. It's a, it's a one-time appearing word in the Torah, it means uprightly. I walked you uprightly. And here's, uh, here's my small table Torah for you. can be a little bit rearranged, not even a lot, a little bit rearranged to spell the words, three words, or actually one word, no, actually two words. Kumi mimavit. Arise from death. That's what komimiut means. I will open up your graves and you will walk uprightly. You will walk. That's the point of it. You will walk. What, what's the big deal? I mean, don't I always walk uprightly? No, because you were lying down in your tomb uh, in the Holocaust and in 2,000 years of exile. I will walk you uprightly. I will bring you out of your tombs to come to this land. And our job is basically... Not to sleepwalk through it. That's basically it. Don't sleepwalk through it. That's basically it. Do not sleepwalk through it. Walk uprightly, as in awake. Right? And I, th- I know there's a battle now between woke and awake. But whatever it is, uh, woke, you want to, you, you know, I hope you woke up and are now awake. And now you're walking uprightly uh, to the land. And you are part of it. And of course... Uh, God, the greatest gift is that God will be in our midst and he will, he will not uh, refuse us and not be distant from us and be close to us. We pray, Hashem, that you hear our prayers of being close to you and that you are close to us and that we do not disgust you with our behavior uh, and, our, uh, and, our, and you find us pleasant in your eyes. Please fix our behavior. Please fix our weakness and let us honor you in this world. Hashem, please hear our prayers. Let us do your bidding, of course, in humility, but with also great certitude uh, and with, um, with, a, with a strength that comes from your blessing, from our humility to know that we are channeling you and not ourselves and to bring you into this world. Uh, that is our mission. Please give us strength to do it. All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show. I want to wish you a Shabbat Shalom, a Lag Sameach, Chag Sameach, a Lag Bomer. May the light of, of Rabbi Shimon's Torah, the revelation uh, of the mystical Torah, be in your life, the inner Torah, as we call it. Um, I want to thank all the folks that make this show happen, uh, especially Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, 
Yocheved, and if I would do more live broadcasts, we'd be using Lou more, but I haven't been doing enough uh, live Facebook feeds, just been very busy lately. Uh, please send me your blessings by buying me a cup of coffee at uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. You bless me with that. Makes me feel amazing. Caffeinates my neshama, my soul. I want to thank Malka Fleischer for joining me and Ben Bresky for doing that segment. Um, I also want to thank uh, the Land of Israel Network. I want to thank uh, Prohibition Pickle. And I want to thank the Hebron Fund, hebronfund.org, uh, and also uh, the great uh, The Israel Bible. I want to thank God Almighty for the opportunity to talk with you. I want you to continue to support projects in the land of Israel, including through ishaifleischer.com forward slash donate. Uh, I want to hear from you, and I just want to bless you to feel that closeness in your life. Uh, write me an email. Don't get lazy about that, and I'll, I'll try not to get lazy to answer you back. Let us spread the love in this world, the love and the strength and the light that's coming from uh, the land of Israel. Shalom and blessings from the land of blessings. The world, says Albert Einstein, is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. And I say that one thing you can always do is tell the tale. So I'm Rav Mike Foyer, and this is The Jewish Story. Join Rav Mike Foyer for the best Jewish history podcast, The Jewish Story, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com.